The Lord be with you. Reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, Do not think that I have come to abolish the law of the prophets. I have come not to abolish but to fulfill. Amen, they say to you, until heaven and earth pass away, not the smallest letter or the smallest part of a letter will pass from the law, till all things have taken place. Therefore, whoever breaks one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do so, will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. Whatever obeys and teaches these commandments will be called greatest in the kingdom of heaven. I tell you, unless your righteousness surpasses that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. You have heard that it was said to your ancestors, you shall not kill And whoever kills will be liable to judgment. But I say to you, whoever is angry with his brother will be liable to judgment. Whoever says to his brother, Raka, will be answered to the Sanhedrin. Whoever says, you fool will be liable to fiery Gehenna. Therefore, if you bring your gift to the altar and there recall that your brother has anything against you, leave your gift there at the altar. Go first and be reconciled with your brother and then come and offer your gift. Settle with your opponent quickly while on the way to court. Otherwise, your opponent will hand you over to the judge. The judge will hand you over to the guard. You'll be thrown into prison. Many say to you, you will not be released until you have paid the last penny. You've heard that it was said you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you, everyone who looks at a woman with lust has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye causes you to sin, tear it out and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one of your members than to have your whole body thrown into Gehenna. If your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one of your members than to have your whole body go into Gehenna. 
It's also said whoever divorces his wife must give her a bill of divorce. But I say to you, whoever divorces his wife unless the marriage is unlawful causes her to commit adultery. Whoever marries a divorced woman commits adultery. Then you've heard that it was said of your ancestors. Do not take a false oath, but make good to the Lord all that you vow. But I say to you, do not swear at all, not by heaven, for it is God's throne. nor by the earth, for it is his footstool, nor by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. Do not swear by your head. You cannot make a single hair white or black. Let your yes mean yes, and your no mean no. Anything more is from the evil one. The Gospel of the Lord. We're reading through what is called the Sermon on the Mount. The Sermon on the Mount. Two weeks ago, we started off with the Beatitudes. The eight Beatitudes. Blessed are the poor, those who weep, those who hunger for justice, the pure of heart, the merciful, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. That was two weeks ago. Last week, Jesus offers us three similes or metaphors. We're called to be salt. We're called to be light. We're called to be the city on the mountaintop. Whereas today, you read through this and you almost tremble if you really read through it seriously. How? If you have courage, read through it sometime after Mass today, but read through it slowly. It's very challenging. And Jesus did not come to abolish the prophets, but to perfect them. We see in the Old Testament focusing a lot on the exterior where Jesus focuses on, on the heart. On the heart as well as our intentions. So I'd like to talk about one of the things that Jesus says and try to encourage us to try to live it out. Now, when I say the word adultery, 
Most of you know what adultery is. It's the sixth commandment, right? You shall not commit adultery. Were you listening to what Jesus said right after you shall not commit adultery? Very, 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 very challenging. Jesus said, as of old, you heard it said, you shall not commit adultery, but whoever looks at a woman, could be a man too, with lust has already committed adultery in his heart. Wow. Every one of us could spend a long, long time reflecting on that as well as our lives. I like to tell stories because we remember stories. So I'd like to tell you one or two stories related to this. One of the most famous and loved saints in the past century is Padre Pio. Have any of you ever heard of Padre Pio? Padre Pio died when I was 12 years old. So he's a, he's a modern saint. He died in 1968. So he's a modern saint. Not only did he have the gift of the stigmata, you know what that is, right? He got it, and God said he would have it for 50 years. So, he was praying in front of the crucifix like St. Francis, and he felt this pain in his hands and his feet and his side. So he had this stigmata for, for 50 years until 1968. He died, then it disappeared. But he was a mystic. He would raise people from the dead. If you went to confession to him, you didn't tell your sin. He'd tell you the sin that you didn't confess. I mean, he had this gift, no? Like John Bosco, like John Bosco. I'll tell you what's pertinent to the passage I'd like to expound upon. A blind man drew close to Padre Pio. And Padre Pio asked the man, what would you like? And of course, the blind man said, well, I want to see. Padre Pio said, I can pray for you that your sight will be restored. But if your sight is restored, you will lose your soul for all eternity. The man said, I will remain blind. 
so that I can see God for all eternity. I prefer to remain blind so that I will have the beatific vision. I'll be able to contemplate the face of God in heaven. I've been teaching catechism. I've been teaching catechism for more than 50 years. So I have a little bit of experience, no? And I teach all levels, children, teenagers, the Hispanics. I love to teach catechism. When we have confirmation, I'm always the one that has most of the students, no? So those students in my class, I'm giving them six classes on chastity. And I, I, I write out, I'm a writer, so I'm a pretty good writer, I write out the worksheets. So that on March 19th, which is the feast day of St. Joseph, your young people are going to, they're going to get a chastity ring. So I'm preparing my students for six weeks on classes on chastity, different dimensions of it. I'm not graphic or anything, but I'm touching different dimensions of this this virtue. Because let's be honest, my friends, that's where the rub, that's where the rubber hits the road. Come on. That's where the rubber hits the road. Now, I'm going to say something very strong right now. And once I say it, you'll probably be shocked, but you're all going to be bowing your head. Are you ready? Children come here for First Communion. Two years. And I think we probably have about the best catechetical program in, in the diocese. We do. In English, and I've been working in Spanish for almost 30 years, the Spanish teachers are very good too. I've been working with them for a quarter of a century. People come from far and wide for our catechetical program. So it's good. Then I teach the parents. Then they come for confirmation. And I think we got the best program in L.A. I do. And I think some parents would agree that we got a great program with great teachers. And how often in confirmation do you have the priest teaching? That's non-existent. But I teach. I used to be a professional teacher, so I know what teaching is. I was a teacher before becoming a priest. I know how to teach. So they've got the best confirmation program in L.A. 
Why is it that almost all the young adults, they no longer practice the faith? Right? Here's the bomb. Because they become addicted to pornography. I think I'm the only one that ever preaches this. For me, it's a no-brainer. It's like having an elephant in your bathroom. That's the reason. Now, I know there's a dead silence here because you're reflecting up. You're shocking that I say that word. But let's call a spade a spade, my friends. Let's don't beat around the bush. It's my obligation to get you people to heaven. That's why I'm addressing this very serious topic. And I was almost trembling when I was about to preach this homily because it's a tough one. You'll hear this maybe twice a year, but it's a very important topic. Very important. Because once you're, once you're exposed to that, my friends, that is the modern drug of the society. You hear me? It's the modern drug. We have a dense cloud of pornography hovering over the whole country. That's the website that is most searched out in the country, is that? And honestly, I, I hate this topic, probably more than you. I, I hate this topic. It's ugly. But it's a moral topic that impinges upon your salvation, and my obligation to preach it. So many of you have young adults. Many of you have young adults that no longer practice their faith. What I would do, I know it's very delicate now, if I were... I were the father of a young man that's 20. I would take him apart. I go out and have a pizza with him. I take a walk in the park, and I would talk about that topic. I'd have a nice long hour talk, and I'm not lacking in words nor wisdom. I would a long talk. And then what would I do? Okay, God loves you. God loves you. We're all weak. Jesus has his arms open to receive you. Come back to Jesus. He said, come to me, all of you. And I will give you rest. Come to me, all of you. And I will give you rest. I would give him an embrace and say, okay... I'm going to go with mom and your two little brothers and sisters. We're going to hit the confessional. And you're going. And no buts about it, you're going. Okay, I'd like to talk an hour on this topic, but let me just emphasize one more point, because this would, this would merit an hour talk. But to encourage the young person, I'm going to give you a little bit of theology. 
Don't be afraid of the word, okay? Okay, this is called the principle of graduality. Okay, say for example your son is, is 30, he's been addicted for 10 years, or maybe 15 years. God could work a miracle, but usually it doesn't work that way. He's been addicted for 15 years, he's falling in it twice a day for 15 years. There's a very deep-seated addiction to this powerful drug. So he goes to confession with fear and trembling. But we receive him with great love. He goes to confession, after confession, 24 hours, 24 hours, no pornography. Then the following day, he falls once, the day afterward, two times, two times, two times. He comes back in six days. Here I am, Father. I fell again. But Father, for 24 hours, I didn't fall. It's the first time in 20 years. Hey? Hey? Comes back, leaves the confession with a lot of peace. He goes, Two days without falling. Then the third day, he almost got through the third day, but he fell. Then he fell once, once, twice. Comes back. See what's happening? In two weeks, it's cut almost in half. Then he comes back the following week, four days without it. And the following day, he falls three times and twice and once. See? He's gradually growing less and less and less. Then he goes off on a weekend retreat, makes a general confession, and he goes a whole week without falling. And he's praising himself, and he fell four times in one day. (laughs) Do all of you understand what I'm talking about? Yes? I'm a, I'm a priest for 36 years, so I have a little bit of experience of moral theology. We're all weak. We are all, and this is not simply for teenagers, it's for all of us. We're all tempted, right? Adults, we're tempted maybe even more at times. We're all very, very weak. So never forget this principle of graduality. Gradually, less and less and less and less, you arrive at a certain point where there's no longer any attraction to this this evil that's driving a lot of people far away from God and possibly the loss of their eternal soul. Now I'd like to tell one, one last story. Scott Hahn. You've heard of Scott Hahn? Some, some of you are Scott Hahn? Scott Hahn. When he was a Protestant, he would visit bookstores. 
and he'd always be drawn, this is 45 years ago, he'd go to the corner where there were bad magazines. He couldn't resist it. When he was a Protestant, my friends, listen to this. He was a Protestant, someone gave him a rosary. As a Protestant, he prayed the rosary once, and he no longer had the desire to go back and to look at those bad magazines. That's the power of Mary. And I honestly believe if all of us want to live purity, we have to find refuge in the sacred heart of Jesus and in the immaculate heart of Mary. So my friends, blessed are the pure of heart for they will see God. Amen.